In the early hours before D-Day, General Dwight D. Eisenhower prepared an announcement that, thankfully, he never had to make. Our landings in the Normandy area have failed to gain a foothold, and I have withdrawn the troops. Great leaders prepare for every eventuality. They hope for the best, but they prepare for the worst. The troops did all that bravery and devotion to duty could do. And if any blame or fault attaches to the attempt, it is mine alone. Today, America faces new crises with new leaders. You did disband the White House Pandemic Office. Yeah, I didn't do it. Uh, we have a group of people. Yeah, no, I don't take responsibility at all because we were... Isn't it time America returned to a different kind of leadership? The Lincoln Project is responsible for the content of this advertising. Braver Angels is a nonpartisan grassroots organization. Our mission is to depolarize our country. Everybody on this call can probably feel the polarization we're experiencing these days. It seems to become so much more acute than we've ever seen. Given the violence, hate speech, and other threats, these do feel like dangerous times. However, there's hope. We at Braver Angels volunteer our time because we've seen people across the political divide come together for civil, productive conversations. We have over 89 registered community alliances across the country with red and blue co-chairs leading together. Braver Angels leaders are actually working with members of Congress to getting them to work toward solutions rather than vying to just win elections. Braver Angels also leads debates, workshops, uh, book and film discussions, and so much more. And we start with teens, young adults, and beyond. Right now, I am going to introduce you to Richard. M many of you know him from the Truth and Democracy Coalition. Uh, you can take just a minute to read the screen that talks about what he does, and then I'll let Richard speak, and I'll stop my screen. Welcome, everyone, to the Truth and Democracy Coalition's monthly meeting. My name is Rich Procida. I'm the founder of the Truth and Democracy Coalition and the host of the Truth and Democracy podcast. Today, we have Braver Angels with us. And Braver Angels works to depolarize American politics by bringing people of different political persuasions together to help them understand and appreciate one another's contribution to the discussion. But before we begin, I want to tell you a little about the Truth and Democracy Coalition. The Truth and Democracy Coalition was formed to build a pro-democracy movement in America. We educate the public about disinformation, teach people to be critical of the propaganda they consume, and provide critical analysis of current events and social issues. We produce media and educational materials hold seminars and meetings like this one, um, work with other organizations, and organize events and activities geared toward building a pro-democracy movement in America. The coalition seeks to build communities of people of different faiths and ideologies to defend and promote democracy locally, nationally, and globally. I also want to tell you about our next meeting on Sunday, February 12th at 2 p.m., same time, same channel, Pacific Standard Time. 
I will be doing a presentation on the origins and importance of individual rights. We will be reviewing uh, Professor Larry Seidentop's book, Inventing the Individual, the Origins of Western Liberalism, if you can see that. Then we will have a discussion and end with an action to defend individual, civil, and human rights. So to register, go to tinyurl.com slash liberal origins. And we've just released our discussion of term limits in the city of Whittier for city council. And also check out our show on lessons for Democrats from the 2022 election on our YouTube page. And you can find that at youtube.com slash at truth and democracy coalition. And remember to please like and share and subscribe. And finally, I want to thank you for your support. I want to thank you for coming here today while we do all this work to try and bring America together again. So you can find us at truthanddemocracycoalition.com. And now I'd like to turn the meeting over to Braver, Braver Angels, who is going to be leading the discussion today. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Richard. And um, from... Uh, it, it sounds uh, Richard's group may lean blue, but we are addressing and welcoming everybody from all walks of the political persuasion, and we're hoping to bring people together. So we have goals for today, and the first one is for you to hear our mission and approach and why it works, and it works really well. We see people from all across the country having incredible conversations in it. So the second goal is to be more aware of how we are actually polarizing at times and look for ways to interact it. I have to admit, it was a big discovery for me to realize that as much as I try not to, I have polarized um, or created polarization through some of the things I've said to my friends who agree with me, kind of strain up the pot without realizing it. And then we are going to introduce you to some of the depolarizing within workshop that directly addresses how we communicate with others in ways that helps bridge um, communication. So remember, this is not a full workshop. This is just a teaser. We hope you come back. All right. So our approach to Braver Angels, we try to understand others' views and even when we don't agree. We engage with those we disagree with, but we look for common ground and ways to work together. Sorry to interrupt, but does that also include the Trumpers? To answer that question in general, we have had people on Braver Angels workshops from all the way from, someone told me she was a full-on socialist to someone who told me they were a full-on Trump supporter, and we've had positive interactions because people who come here want to listen and learn. We're not asking you to agree with anybody, but to be respectful. So we support principles that bring us together rather than divide us. So we're not asking you to agree with every single thing you hear, but to listen for understanding and listen to figure out why someone is feeling the way they are. We're not changing minds today. All right, we have some ground rules that we're gonna follow and we would like you to follow them with us. 
And this is why our workshops work so well. So if you want to be in a debate or challenge ideas today, and you don't want to listen for understanding, then maybe this isn't the place for you to be. If you are here to learn from each other, then we welcome you to stay. So our ground rules are, we are here to understand others and to explain our own views respectfully, but we're not trying to convince anybody to change their mind. That's for somewhere else. We will speak for ourselves and we will not try to speak for others or represent any outside group. You know, we at Braver Angels realize it does not help to stereotype an entire half of the population, whichever side you are on. We are a nuanced group of Americans all across this country. And it is okay for us to disagree um, and to express and acknowledge points of disagreement or discomfort, even as we try to find common ground. We do not always have to be in 100% um, agreement to be advocates for respect and depolarization. So finally, let's bring our best selves to this difficult challenge of talking with people across the divide by taking turns, not interrupting anyone, listening to everyone, and opening up space for quieter members being respectful, and also watch your facial expressions. So we're not going to be eye rolling or sighing over what someone says. Our goal is to listen and learn. Where do we start depolarizing? When we talk about polarization, we're not referring to sharp disagreements on issues and philosophy. That's actually how a democracy works. There are disagreements. We're talking about how we regard and talk about large groups of ordinary people on the other political side. So where do we start depolarizing? Well, one is deciding if that's something you want to do. And I feel like conversation beats disagreement um, or um, conversation helps have constructive dis disagreement when that happens. So the natural inclination to jump right in and start depolarizing the interaction between opposite political colors, reds and blues, is tricky. So we suggest that you practice these skills with people that you know and just work on making statements that are respectful and thoughtful and considering ideas. In Braver Angels, we have many workshops that address these interactions. We have a red-blue workshop where we ex examine stereotypes, our group's policy strengths and weaknesses, and we ask questions of cur curiosity of each other, not gotcha questions. Our Common Ground workshop addresses a specific issue, and other workshops give you an opportunity to work with others who feel politically opposite of you. We also have workshops that provide skills for challenging conversations in a variety of circumstances, including family members who are your political opposites. So today, we're going to introduce you to something that you may not have considered, actually looking at a surprising source of depolarization, and that's ourselves. A surprising amount of today's environment of toxic polarization is driven on how we talk with like-minded people about the other side. So if you're hoping to bring people together, it's great that we work on looking at ourselves instead of pointing the finger at the other side. And that's what we do with Braver Angels. 
And we think of this as a political humility. Nobody has all the answers. We become agents of polarization when we use any of the four horsemen of polarization. And that is stereotyping, dismissing, ridiculing, and showing contempt. These may give us an artificial unity. Only smart people like you and me know what the country needs if we're talking to our like-minded friends. Or talk sharing these feelings of content and stereotyping and stuff creates an outrage machine. Oh my gosh, those there goes those crazy people again. And it gives us the illusion that vanquishing the other side will lead us to some political promised land. As we retreat into our political silos, though, people on the other side become not just strangers, but enemies. How we talk among ourselves about them fuels the fires that threaten our democracy. What if we learn the discipline of non-polarizing attitudes and words about the political other with whom we share a national past and future. All right, so we're gonna begin looking at how each of us can assess how polarized we are in our own mind and heart. And everyone on this call who's a moderator, I believe has um, done this little questionnaire. And we've all learned something about ourselves. We'll talk about how to change our inner polarizer and how to be critical about ideas without stereotyping, dismissing, and ridiculing or showing content of the other. So you can disagree without hating the other person. In a full Braver Angels workshop, you would actually use these skills in small groups and learn how to intervene in polarizing conversations. Today, you'll get some opportunity to meet and chat with people. And remember, people in your breakout rooms may think quite differently from you. Most often, if you are open to it, you will actually discover some common ground. So there'll be six questions that help you reflect on your thoughts, attitudes, and feelings about a large number of people who differ with you politically. For each question, um, and if you don't have the handout, you can just write this on a piece of paper. There's only six questions, often, sometimes, or never. Now, and this will become clear to you when I get the questions up there. Keep in mind, this is not how you feel about every specific issue, like on immigration or healthcare, or how you feel about specific political figures or people in your life who are polar opposite from you. But this is how you feel about a large number of Americans who differ from you politically. So we're not necessarily thinking about the real extremes, but there's a vast number of Americans that you might have written off just because they have a label of a different color. When answering these questions, some people find it helpful to think about all those people who might support Donald Trump or Joe Biden or policies that you find appalling or bad for the country, whether it's on immigration or, or guns. Or you can think about groups of people on your own political side that drive you crazy. So this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna show you the first question. I'm gonna read it in case it's too small for you to read. And you're just going to think about yourself and write down or circle often, sometimes, or never. So here we go. 
How often do I find myself thinking about those people on the other political side without much regard for variation among them? And usually we're great, greatly aware of variation within our own group. So um, right often, sometimes, or never. Can you help simplify regard for the variation among them? Um, all I'm saying is, you know, if you divide the country into reds and blues, and we know that there are many other factors than that, but for today's purposes, if we decide that half the country is those people and they're all the same, we're missing out on the variety of people all across the country, rural from Alaska to Florida. So just realizing that not everybody is one person, one side, one view. Okay, question number two. How often do I find myself assigning mainly self-serving or negative motives to the other group and mainly positive motives to my group? Sometimes, often, or never. How often do I find myself focusing on the most extreme or outrageous ideas and people on the other side, thereby making it hard for me to see how a reasonable person could remain in that group? Sometimes, often, or never. And that was the one that really hit me when I did this. How often do I find myself comparing the worst people on the other side with the best people on my side? Often, sometimes, or never? How often do I feel a rush of pleasure with my friends when we sit and ridicule those crazies in the other political group? These are all things to think about. So this is a graph that someone in Braver Angels made or a chart. And on the far left, we think of them, the other side as complete enemies who want to harm the country to coming to the idea um, on the other side of the um, semicircle that maybe people, there are people on the other side that have something to contribute. So you can look at this chart, but the question is, which of the following are closest to my overall emotional attitude towards the majority of people who support the other side? So do you feel hate? They are enemies out to destroy the country. Now we're not thinking about the extremes. We're thinking about the entire half of the country as a group. Disdain, they're ignorant and they should know better. Pity, they're well-meaning but duped. Basic respect, they make contributions even if they are mostly off base. And finally, can you find a sense of respect and appreciation? They make unique and necessary contributions. So I'm going to go to the next slide and then I'll show you these one more time. So we are going to go into a breakout room in a minute. And if you're willing, you're going to share. Um, your thoughts when you answer this question. What did you learn about yourself when it comes to polarizing attitudes toward the political other? And remember, we're focusing on the large group of Americans, not the fringe groups and the, the extremes. Um, so keep the focus on yourself and your own attitudes. 
not on how difficult those people are. So you're really doing a self-examination. This is an exercise in humility, not in indirectly bashing the other side, thinking, oh, they're so awful, I find it hard to rise above my justifiably negative attitudes towards all of them. Again, this is a focus on self-assessment, and later we'll talk about ways to counteract inner polarization. So, and there's still ways to have conversations we will talk about with people you disagree. We're not saying you always have to agree on everything. Okay, so what did you learn about yourself when it comes to the polarizing attitudes towards the political other? And I'm going to show those questions again in case you don't have them in front of you. And I'll give you a minute to reflect. What did you learn about yourself? Do not feel like you're on the spot, though. But if you wanted to share what you learned from the questionnaire, you can. You don't have to. Yeah, that'd be fine. I mean, if okay, go ahead. Messing up what you're already doing. Yeah, go ahead. And Lilith and the others, what we asked people, we gave them a six-person questionnaire that just examines how people look at how each of us, our our own selves actually contribute to what's going on in polarization. It was a private questionnaire that everybody took personally. And if they wanted to share what they learned, they can. And Beth just volunteered. So go ahead, Beth. <laughs> well, my internet volunteered me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, one thing I noticed was, so some of the questions, like my first, you know, I'm being honest with myself and I think it was number one and number three. I jotted it down in my notes program. Um, I went with like, what's my initial gut reaction? And then what's my, yeah. what do I do once I kind of like say like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Back up. And some of them change, some of them don't, but I would say the most, the ones that are the most extreme come down to sometimes for all of them, I uh-huh. guess. I yes. guess depending on what sometimes means, but yeah. So I guess what I asked myself when I first went to a Braver Angels event, I didn't even know what it was. I thought I was an open-minded, welcoming every kind of person. <laughs> and then in the red blue workshop that we do, each side talks about the stereotypes that they think the other side has of them. And when people were sharing those stereotypes about their group and what was true about them and what wasn't true about them. I was shocked at the fact that I had more stereotypes than I thought. And so that was a real revelation for me. And when I took this questionnaire, the one about, you know, do you compare the worst or the most extreme of the other side to the best of your side? I realized I did that. You know, I, I took, you know, some of the crazy news I heard and compared it to the best and, you know, the best I knew and thought that that was equal. And I realized, whoops, not. I think what I do is because I know some, uh, my mother lives in um, Eastern North Carolina, which is more rural, very, very Republican, very So, and I'm in a sort of a blue oasis in North Carolina. And, um, you know, she's friends with a lot of nice people who voted for the former guy and they are not terrible people. And so I have to kind of like 
that's where my gut reaction, my first reaction is like thinking of people on the news and on social media. And then yep. when I back up, I'm like, wait, I know real people. <laughs> right, right. Well, and, good for you. Yes, that's exactly the kind of thing we're thinking about. You know, like that stop and wait a minute. Yeah. And social media, really, I'm very like analytical science person. And social media really challenges that back up a minute and think of real people because the people on social media they wouldn't be getting so much attention if they weren't presenting the extreme. Mm-hmm. The yep. extreme and sensationalist gets you clicks. And we, yeah. the more I actually, oh, the other thing, the more okay. I read about social media algorithms, yeah, the more I realized how we're sort of being manipulated. I don't know if that's the right word. That's the right word. The group, <laughs> the big group is coming in in just a second. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. We are going to just look for a couple volunteers to share what they learned about themselves. And that's the only thing we're sharing, what we learned about ourselves when we took that questionnaire. And I see Sherry. So Sherry, go ahead and unmute. And then um, we will go on to the next person as I see those names. And um, Sherry, and then Katie, you'll be next. Okay, Sherry, what did you learn from the questionnaire? Well, taking the questionnaire, I went, oh, in fact, I said, "Uh uh-oh, and mine were all often. I really wanted to say sometimes on some of them, but to be perfectly honest, they're often. In fact, before we started, I was tweeting and I went, oh, my God, I just finished doing that. Well, thank you for the humility of sharing that. Oh, my God, because that was my reaction when I did it, too. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh Let's go. Let's go to Katie, and then we'll have time for a couple more people. Yeah, kind of ditto with Sherry. Um, I was surprised at, I, I know how judgmental I am, but just it, it doesn't look very kind when I look at how many, you know, sometimes or, you know, often I have. When it came to the word disdain, that's where I fell in the sixth question. That just kind of hurt my heart because I'm a nice person, but I'm not always nice. And I'm just so, so happy to be here because this is what I need. Thank you. And that's also showing some humility there. Is it Jayla? Yeah, Yeah, go ahead. What is your question or statement? What did you learn? Um, I learned that I should be more open-minded because um, I have some, like, some of my friends are more, like, conservative in that field, and I'm more left-leaning. And sometimes I'm like, really, you support that? But I should be more like, okay, I can understand that. You know, just be more open-minded. And, you know, um, I w- I've been in a book group with a totally mixed political group for like 25 years. It Our polar ideas, I mean, our political ideas never came to bear until the last five, six years. And we realized what has changed. We're still the same good people that we like each other. Do you want to make any comment about this Lincoln Project ad? Yeah, no, I saw it. Trump plan will kill us. Is coming. He thinks he's God. They should call it the Losers Project. <laughs> Let's lay that into rapid response. The Lincoln Project is a political organization focused on Trump's defeat. It's former Republicans, current Republicans. We have a particular set of skills. These are old school rhinos. We want to defeat Trumpism. Just trying to peel off about four percent. Once you've had a turd in the punch bowl, it's not punch anymore. 
It's shit water. People aren't going to tolerate any more of this. We knew that if we buy these Fox News spots, eventually he was going to see him. Weaver and Schmidt, all losers. The Lincoln Project has raised $90 million. We have the opportunity to help save the goddamn country. Joseph R. Biden is elected the 46th president of the United States. <laughs> Did you see the article this morning? It's really upsetting. It's in the New York Times. We're going to have to have a talk about John. I talked to victims as recently as the yesterday. The Lincoln Project said it was shocked, calling him a predator, a liar, and an abuser. I started to get suspicious about where did the money go. More people have resigned. It's falling apart. Oh, my god. I literally cannot talk about it. Can't even tell you why I can't talk about it. It's not about ideology. It's about money. It's about power. Why were we trying to cover it up if it didn't matter? I feel like I'd become a victim of what I was fighting against. I don't have any good answers, except I kind of got into being a gunslinger. The old philosophy was just when. And we got there ugly, I freely admit it. Is making money out of an outrage machine helping democracy, or is it hurting it? Nobody cares. They care about what we did in 20 and what we're going to do in 22 and 24 and beyond. Here's the key. There's nothing noble about us, but we're useful. Right now, right now, we got to tweet that up. And if you really believe this is a fight for democracy... I see a civil war coming. And if you believe it's an existential fight... This is the year we are going to take back America. You need every useful son of a bitch you can get on your side.